0: Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, September 13th. As always, I'm your host, Travis Korczewski, and this is and this is presented by D's Home Cuts, like every single show. Uh, we, have, we have a pretty big show today. It's not just going to be me talking for the next hour. Uh, I know that can get a little tiring, especially for me. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different. We're going to have Brian Leonard on uh He actually called in yesterday, and we went through each game, each NFL game, and gave our picks. Uh, So that's going to be coming on a little bit later in the show. Uh, I want to get through a couple of these headlines before then, Uh, and then obviously we're gonna we got some basketball talk, we got some baseball talk, uh, we got some questions submitted in, and then we got you know a couple a couple segments that we wanted to do, got a couple good uh, stories that we wanted to talk about. Um, But let's just get right into it. we got college football week three coming up. This is the last week of Urban Meyer suspension. Uh, Ohio State's taking on their biggest opponent yet, though, with TCU. Uh, so we're just gonna go down. I got four key games here to watch for on Saturday. I get it; it can be a little uh, overwhelming uh, trying to watch every single game, trying to keep up with all the action. But there's four games that you really should be watching, uh, just because you know either it's Two top 25 ranked teams or you know, you want to see how a different program does or whatever. Um, so I think one of the biggest matchups this weekend, obviously like I said, TCU-Ohio State, a 15 versus a 4 seed. This is Ohio State, this is Dwayne Haskins' first opportunity to really go against a top 25, top 15 ranked program. This is a huge opportunity for the Ohio State Buckeyes to really prove uh, their new offense, I guess you could say. Um, and this is a good chance for Ryan Day to really prove that he can coach against some top-tier competition. Because uh, TCU is no slouch, there are no Rutgers, there are no Oregon State, there are no, they're no Tulane, which Ohio State has next week. Uh, so this is going to be a big opportunity for Ryan Day to really you know, put a top-15 win uh, win against a top fifteen program on his coaching record uh, and resume, which he will be using in the offseason when he's going to get those coaching offers. Because he is going to get coaching offers, especially if he wins this game and you know keeps Ohio State at three and zero for Urban Meyer's return next week. So it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of a lot of people. You know, this is an opportunity for a lot of people on the Ohio State uh, in the Ohio State football program to prove themselves. Um, because like I said, this is no Rutgers, this is no Oregon State, this is a top program, TCU's played really well over the last couple of years, um, so, like I said, ranked 15th, uh, this is the opportunity for Ohio State to really prove themselves as the top tier program in the country. Um, next game, we got Auburn versus LSU. LSU has been kind of a surprise this year, Auburn took down Washington last week, I want to, or no, the first week, sorry, um, and LSU has been a team that's kind of shot up the rankings, especially with Ohio State's former quarterback, Joe Burrow, at the helm there. Uh, so this is a huge opportunity for Auburn uh, and LSU to really prove themselves. Auburn getting you know two wins in the top 25 is huge for them. Um, it's going to be a great opportunity for them to really prove themselves. Uh, both of them, both have an opportunity to really prove themselves in uh, the college football atmosphere, especially we're waiting for those playoffs to uh, those first playoff rankings to really start to come out. Another game I wanted you guys to watch is Arizona State and San Diego State. Herm Edwards, head coach at Arizona State. Everybody was kind of making fun of it, saying it was a bad hire, just like a one of those hires that you know just kind of creates some. You know, buzz in the media, even though it's really not going to do that well because Herm Edwards wasn't really that good of a coach, but he has really turned it around. He's turned Arizona State around. They're two and zero. They beat Michigan State last week, um, and this is a huge opportunity to uh, really solidify himself. You know, as a good coach, really put himself uh, right there, put Arizona State right there in the top twenty rankings. Because San Diego State is not a shitty, it's not a bad program. They're going to turn. They're going to give Arizona State a pretty good matchup. And then the last game I wanted to talk about, USC and Texas. Uh, USC's ranked 22, Texas is unranked. This is a big game for Tom Herman and his uh, Texas Longhorns because they, they, they've blown it the last couple weeks. They've really not come out and started the way I think anybody expected them to start. So... Uh, This is finally an opportunity for them to really right the ship, I guess you could say. And, you know, I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but it could be a way to get them back into the top 25 and really start to, you know, get some momentum going in the right direction for Texas and its program. USC, too. I mean, Texas is a good win. It's a good uh, non-conference win on their their, uh, schedule and it's going to really help them out come bowl season if they get this win versus Texas. Because Texas, like I said, they've had a bad season so far, but they're no slouch of a program. It's a respectable, impressive win that you really want on your resume come bowl season. So other than that, those are the four games I'm watching. Like I said, there's a lot of games suspended due to you know the hurricane coming through, uh, but there is a lot of action going on this weekend. A lot of you know, top programs are facing some you know weaker opponents. Still trying to get back into the swing of things. Um, but teams like Ohio State, TCU, Auburn, LSU—they're all playing ranked opponents. It's going to be a fun weekend in college football. Transitioning now to the NFL, uh, we got Brian, Brian's and Mine's picks coming up uh, in a little bit here. But I wanted to go through a couple of the headlines couple of week one injuries that I kind of wanted to talk about. Some pretty major stuff that went down. Obviously with Joey Bosa in San Diego. Um, I guess he's week to week now. I expect him to miss a couple more weeks. The Chargers. The Chargers are one of those teams where they really need to. If they were to stay healthy, they would be a top NFL team. But they just cannot stay healthy for the life of them. Uh, obviously Hunter Henry went down. Jason Verrett had injuries. Uh... And now Joey Bosa, who is their best defensive player, right alongside um, Casey Hayward. This team really needs Bosa to be healthy because when Bosa's healthy, he is a top pass rusher, top 10 defensive player easily in the NFL. Um, He was in Green Bay yesterday visiting a specialist on his foot. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, from there. Moving on with foot injuries, I guess ankle, Delaney Walker out for the season, I guess he dislocated his ankle, hurt it up pretty bad. This is a huge blow to the Tennessee Titans because Delaney Walker is a solid Pro Bowl caliber tight end. And, you know, he's one of Mariota's favorite targets. Now somebody's going to have to step up. Um, I think this is a prove-it year for Mariota, and it's going to get even harder without your uh, favorite target in Delaney Walker. Guys like Corey Davis, uh, Sharp, uh who do they got? Deion Lewis out of the backfield, I believe. Um, guys like that are going to have to step up or, you know, step or we're going to find out if they're going to be able to step up or step back. Same with Mariota. Um, losing a guy like Walker hurts a lot and it's going to really affect them uh, if a guys can't, you know, step up and really, you know, right the ship. Then my guy, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he's still trying to come back from that knee sprain, I guess is what they're calling it now, that he suffered on Sunday night. My guess, he hasn't practiced at all this week. He didn't practice the last couple days. Um, He's just been rehabbing. But they said, I think Coach McCarthy said it yesterday, that it doesn't matter how much you know, Aaron Rodgers practice, practices this week. If he's ready to go in Minnesota, he's going to play. And I highly doubt Aaron Rodgers misses this game because, as you know, Minnesota was the uh, team that knocked him out last year. Anthony Barr, uh, I'm sure Packer fans have you know nightmares of that play. Anthony Barr uh, sacking Aaron Rodgers and then Martellus Bennett dropping that pass on that play. Um this is finally the Packers finally get a shot. Cause I think Packer fans all agree that we're better than the Vikings. Um, the only problem is we've never, we haven't really been able to go against this new look Vikings since without Aaron Rodgers being healthy or, you know, s- stuff like that. So my bet is Aaron Rodgers is going to play. He said he was going to play on Sunday night after the game. So we'll see what happens. Last injury, Pharaoh Cooper, the pro bowl, a uh, kick returner last year for the Rams was placed on the IR with an ankle injury. Um, he can return after eight weeks, I believe. That's what they placed him on. Uh, so that's a big blow to them, but th- they'll obviously get him back soon. And he's more of a kick returner. That's somebody something you can easily replace, especially now with the new kickoff rules. And There's not that many kickoffs being uh, taken out. So that's it for the injuries. A uh, couple minor, one more minor headline. J- Jonathan Hankins uh, was probably the last. No, I'm going to take that back. Eric Reid's probably the last. Jonathan Hankins was one of the two best free agents still available. It it, it boggled my mind that he never got signed in the offseason because he had a great season with the Giants. Then he went to sign with the Colts. The Colts didn't really run the type of system that he uh, could fit in and thrive in. Uh, so he got cut after one year. But he came in, he had a quiet offseason, and he's able to sign with the Raiders. I guess it's a little bit biased because he, he is an Ohio State alum. Um, but... I think that's a good signing for the Raiders. He's a good defensive lineman. Uh he's 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 pretty good. He's pretty solid. and I'm surprised they were able to pick him up this late. It's really going to help them out, especially with the Raiders. I think they need a lot of talent, a lot more talent than they can uh a lot more talent than they can handle right now cuz they really this roster is looking rough. Um but that's it right there. I'm a, we're going to transition now into Brian's interview. Like I said, it was over the phone. Um, there is a point towards the end, I forget which game it was, that the audio got a little bit screwed up. Uh, when you record a uh, phone call for that long with the software we use, uh, it can kind of get a little screwy. Um, but it sounds good, and you really we, t- we asked him a little bit about the Bears game. Uh, he wouldn't comment much on it as much as I tried to push it. Uh, but other than that... Enjoy, enjoy these picks. Uh, it's going to be exciting week two. When, you, when we get back from the injury, we'll, we'll start with baseball and basketball.
1: All right, so we now welcome on Bears fan Brian Leonard. Uh, we were able to drag him out of his bed uh, after that crazy uh, Sunday night game, but we're not going to talk about it. Uh, he didn't want to comment on it, and that's okay. Uh, we understand, but we're going to go down each NFL game. Uh, and we'll get our predictions. So you ready, Brian?
2: Of course, absolutely.
1: All right, let's start with Thursday's game, Baltimore and Cincinnati. This is an interesting game because they both had pretty good week ones. Brian?
2: Oh, um, I think this is not going to be a very close game. Cincinnati is favored by only half a point.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: like you just said, Travis, it, both these teams performed very well their first week, but then again, Baltimore was also playing the Bills, which, like, barely is an NFL team, sure. so um I think I think Baltimore will win. I think Flacco will just continue to prove that he's an elite quarterback.
1: Okay, so you're going to go Baltimore?
2: <laughs> I'm going to go Baltimore, yeah.
1: Cincinnati looked really good, though, against the Colts, but uh, I, I'll probably go Baltimore, too. I think Baltimore's going to win this division.
2: I think that Baltimore's defense is good enough to stop Joe Mixon, or at least, yeah. uh, like, stop Joe Mixon enough to beat them.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Alright, so we're both going Baltimore in that game. Alright, well, let's go to Sunday. The first game, Carolina and Atlanta.
2: Alright, I, after much debate on this, I am going to take Carolina. I think okay. that Atlanta will continue to... I think their offense will look terrible. I think Matt Ryan will look really bad. I think that Steve Sarkisian is going to ruin the Falcons single-handedly. Wow. That's, wow. I know that's really bold, but I believe that Kyle Shanahan kind of made Matt Ryan. And, oh, I, agree. I agree with that. And I think that Matt Ryan is going to like fall apart. Especially, I seriously have no idea how Steve Sarkisian is in, in the NFL as a coordinator. So,
1: yeah. I mean, this dude failed in college. And he's come out got an offensive coordinator job in the NFL. And he just – that team has looked bad. And they lost Keanu O'Neill and Deion Jones over the last week. So I'll probably go Carolina too. I like Carolina. I like Cam Newton.
2: Yeah, I I agree. So and we're
1: both going and to I- Carolina. All right, let's do the Chargers versus Buffalo. This is interesting because it will be Josh Allen's first start. Does that change anything? <laughs>
2: that That does not change anything at all. I think that, I don't know, I was strongly against um, Josh Allen to begin with, like him ever even being like a first-round pick, or at least a high wow. first-round pick. Yeah. I mean, he had below a 60% completion rate in college, so that's not exactly promising. And the Bills just overall are a hor. They're just a mess. They're just a terrible well, football I team.
1: Said, I said last show they're going to be the first pick this year. You think that's going to be true?
2: Uh, yeah, I think – I mean, I genuinely think that there's a strong chance that uh the Bills go 0-16 this year. We're very close to 0-16, so. Uh,
1: All right, we're both they, going Chargers then?
2: Yes, definitely. Definitely Chargers.
1: All right, let's go to the next game. Uh NFC North matchup, Packers versus Vikings. Uh I think you know where I'm going to lean towards this, Brian. What are your thoughts?
2: I – I can't believe I'm about to say this but Colts are favored by 1 point. They're in Green Bay, which is that's obviously helpful to the Packers despite the fact that Aaron Rodgers is only going to have like one good leg this week. I still think I I mean Green Bay still has Aaron Rodgers and I despite the fact that I don't think that the Bears defense is as good as the Vikings, I still think that they're a pretty good defense and the fact that he did what he did for the Bears last week I think that yeah. they will like overcome the Vikings. So,
1: yeah, and I know Rodgers really wants to win this game because obviously the Vikings knocked him out last year. Uh, so it's kind of his revenge game. So, both go no Packers there. Um, next game, let's go Browns and Saints. Did the Browns finally Ooh. break you know that streak of not really winning anything in this game.
2: Uh I do not think I think that the Browns will win a few games this year but this week is not going to be their first win. Um New Orleans yeah. lost to the give up
1: 40 points. Matt to Fitzpatrick. Uh,
2: yeah. Exactly. That's like what I was about to say. So the New Orleans Saints just gave up like 48 points to Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and I think that they're going to be very angry about that and they're going to come out week one, and pretty much kill the Browns. Well, actually, I think the Browns defense will look halfway decent against the high-powered Saints offense, but I don't think Cleveland's going to have any offense, once again. They don't have an offensive line.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That left tackle situation a little rough there in Cleveland.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, All right. so we'll both go Saints. It's at home versus the Saints, too, so I don't think can yeah.
2: do that. I can. All
1: right, Jets and the Dolphins. Sam Darnold looks oh. good. Canada. Oh.
2: What a matchup. What a matchup. The Miami <laughs> Dolphins and the Jets. Um,
1: Sammy You know, in my... The I'm sorry, what? Sammy the Savior.
2: Oh, my gosh. You know, I I think that Ryan Tannehill is terrible. Or I shouldn't say he's terrible. it's just really, really mediocre. Miami as a team is just, like, I don't know. Miami sucks, in my opinion. Um, but the Jets at least have like a halfway decent run game with DeLayle Powell and Isaiah Crowell. And they have a good – I mean, they have a decent defense as well. And I think they can lean on both of those. And, you know, I don't think that Sam Darnold is quite the He's like the savior yet. But he looked good last week. So you're going to take Jets. the Jets.
1: I'm going to go Dolphins here. I, I like Ryan Cannell. I like him a lot more than I think you do. And uh I think he's going to prove you wrong
2: on Sunday. They're crazy. All crazy.
1: Right. Miami
2: is a mess. They're like, they're yeah, just a little know. bit better than the Bills, in my opinion.
1: Okay, well, they beat the Titans.
2: The Titans are next. Exactly. Uh,
1: okay. Powerhouse right, team next.
2: right now. <laughs> Kansas,
1: City versus, Kansas City versus Pittsburgh. That Pittsburgh 1
2: o'clock. I think that should be a really interesting game. Pittsburgh is favored by... Five points. And, but at the end of the day, I think that Patrick Mahomes looked really, I know it's only week one, it's like recency, like recency bias and stuff like that, but Pat Mahomes last week, he is a cannon. I couldn't believe like some of the throws he made were just ridiculous. And compared to Big Ben and like the amount of turnovers he had, where he had like five, (laughs) five turnovers. And then there were also like, in the red zone specifically, Kansas City had these, like, cool little, like, pitch, like, option plays that they ran. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think, like, the Chargers had no idea how to, like, defend that. And I think it's going to be very difficult for anyone to, like, even game plan for in the defense. So I'm going to take Kansas City over Pittsburgh, even though I yeah. think it's going to be very close.
1: I really like Pat Mahomes, too. The, the Chiefs have a pretty Sneaky offense, pretty sneaky good offense.
2: They have a lot of talent.
1: Yeah, they got Kelsey Hunt. Tyreek Hill looked like an M V P candidate on Sunday.
2: He's so fast. He's so, like yeah. ridiculous. <laughs>
1: We're gonna go Chiefs. Uh let's go to the next game. Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. Does Fitzpatrick make another great week, make another great case for him to be the starter there in Tampa?
2: I think that Philadelphia will continue to slump and I think that they're going to have, I mean, Tampa Bay has a pretty solid front seven, and I think they're going to make Philadelphia look pretty bad. And I think that the Fitzmaster will uh, continue, and oh, Tampa Bay will you're going win. Tampa? Yeah, I'm going Tampa.
1: So, then what, what, it, what does the uh, Buccaneers do come week three when Jameis Winston comes back?
2: I think that Jameis Winston is about like a year or so away from being out of the NFL, in my opinion. Oh. So I you think got the, some
1: strong takes on some quarterbacks, Brian.
2: James Winston is not good. I mean let's let's face it. Yeah. Like and he is I, I remember watching him on Hard Knocks two yeah. years ago and he like looks like he's an idiot as well. So and like his all of his like criminal I don't know, just like he's had a lot of issues with his whole, like, personal life as well off the field. So, I don't know. I, I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick will somehow become the starting quarterback in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Even after Jameis comes back.
1: I like that upset. I like Tampa Bay in this game. I like Fitzpatrick, but if Fitzpatrick, I mean, he's either gonna be really good or really bad. If he's really good, they'll win. But if he's himself, I think they'll lose this game. Uh, Let's go with Houston and Tennessee. Deshaun Watson didn't look great on Sunday, but they were playing the Patriots and it was week one. Uh Tennessee also had that, you know, huge rain delay. Who do you like in this game?
2: I am one hundred percent going with Houston because for starters, Delaney Walker is out for the season. I think mean, he's like a broken ankle or something like that. And he is like Marcus Mariota's best target, in my opinion. And also Marcus Mariota is I think he's, like, a little banged up right now, isn't he? I could be wrong. Yeah,
1: I, think, I don't know if he's is he playing.
2: I have – I'm not sure yet. I don't even know if the Titans know yet. But yeah. I do not think that Tennessee is going to be winning this game.
1: Yeah, I like Houston. I think Deshaun Watson is going to be better. Uh, Tyron Matthew played really well last week for them. Uh, we'll go Houston in this game. But Tennessee is interesting because we really didn't get to see them, you know, at their full strength because – The whole lightning thing on Sunday. All right, let's go Indianapolis and Washington. This is an interesting game.
2: Um, I I couldn't believe this when I saw this at the bottom of my TV this past weekend. I saw by the end of this or the end of the Colts game that Andrew Luck had thrown the ball fifty three times. Yeah, and he. Andrew Luck missed, like, over 600 days of, like, any football activity with a shoulder injury, and then they threw him out there in week one and (laughs) threw the ball 53 times. And his longest pass was for 26 yards, too. So, like, I don't even know how strong Andrew Luck's arm is anymore, unfortunately. I don't know. Maybe that's, that's just, like... A fluke that his longest pass was for 26 yards, but he did throw the ball 53 times. So I'm going to go with Washington. They looked pretty good last week. You know, Alex Smith looks yeah. like I don't know. I think Alex Smith is pretty good. So, all right,
1: uh, I'm going to take I'll take Washington too. I think they look good. I think the Colts defense is not much better than the Cardinals defense. I think the Cardinals defense is actually better. Uh, and I like some of the weapons, especially Adrian Peterson. Uh, he played well on Sunday, so we'll see what happens there. Rams and Cardinals. I know Brian's a big Sam Bradford guy hasn't started in Oh
2: my gosh, I already dropped him off my fantasy team. I sure he gave me like four points this past week. it yeah. wonderful oh, and
1: Cardinals what are you taking
2: i uh the Rams this week are actually Vegas's biggest favorite, according to the spread. they're twelve and a half point favorites, which is that is a, a lot. Yeah. So, I think just by that, you could probably tell who I'm going to pick. I'm going to go with the Rams. The Rams are absolutely loaded with talent compared to the Cardinals, who just kind of suck and have Sam Bradford as their quarterback.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think Sam Bradford does much better than he did last week. And I think the Rams' defense is a lot better than the Redskins' defense. Yeah, uh so significantly better. Sorry. Uh, two teams that kind of disappointed week one. The Lions and the Forty ers Who do you got here, Brian?
2: Wait, let me let me find this on my my little cheat sheet here. All right. Um, oh, I am. Oh yeah, Detroit last week lost to the Jets, forty-eight to seventeen. And keep in mind, I just said the Jets, the yep. Jets beat the Lions forty-eight to seventeen with <laughs> Sam Darnold in his first ever start. So.
1: And they started that game with a pick six.
2: Yeah, which is I, I don't know. The Detroit looked absolutely abysmal in week one. That was not a good start for Matt Patricia, and I don't even think San Francisco has to be that great this week to come out on top. They're five and a half point favorites, and they're in San Francisco, so that gives me all the reason to go with Jimmy G.
1: Yeah, I think I think the lines are trash, and uh, I think the 49ers played a decent game last week, so we'll go 49ers. Oakland versus Denver next game at
2: 425. I am going to go with Denver. Uh, they're five and a half point favorites in Denver. Um, Oakland actually looked pretty good for like the first half last week, believe it or not, which like really shocked me because I thought they were going to be really, really bad because John Gruden is their head coach. But, um, I mean, Jared Cook was like their best weapon, which it's like. You are awesome. Like, I don't know, just surprise. like how is Jared Cook your like best offensive piece? I don't know. But yeah. I just don't think that Denver has a pretty solid defense and I think their offense will be just enough to overcome Oakland.
1: I like I like Oakland in this game, I think. I like I think oh the John Grew needs to get Amari Cooper involved more. I think Amari Cooper is a pretty good wide receiver and he had like one catch last week. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go Oakland here. I think they played better. Uh and I don't think Denver's that good. I don't think KC ends all that. Let's go to New England versus Jacksonville. Rematch of the uh championship game last year.
2: I am going to go with Jacksonville, even though I picked New England on my little cheat sheet here. Because I just don't think maybe if this is a playoff game again, I would I would probably choose New England.
1: Even line Fournette
2: might not play with the hamstring injury. Oh, I forgot about that. That that's kind of a game changer. Maybe I'll go back to New England then. I don't know. I think this should still be a very close game, even if Fournette does not play. Uh they're in Jacksonville, which obviously helps the Jaguars. Uh the Patriots are two point favorites. And believe it or I, I did not know this but uh until I had read this a little bit earlier, Tom Brady has had a record for the number of times that he has beaten a single opponent, and it's against the Jaguars, and it's really? eight times. So if he wins this this Sunday, he will push it to nine times, which will further his record, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. So. All
1: right, I'm going to go Jacksonville. I like Jacksonville's defense. I think they looked really good last week. I don't think New England's offensive line can handle that defensive line. Uh, so I'm going
2: to go Jack, so you're going to go to New England. Uh, last game, the Sunday night game, or 2nd last game, Giants versus Dallas. You got go. I think this is – I think that either of these teams are very good. He uh, looked really, really bad last week. Uh, this is fierce iron. Maybe like mid-season, but definitely by the end of the season. Um, yeah, I do not think that Dallas will be good this year. I don't really think the Giants will be very good this year. I think that Saquon will look pretty good this week. And I don't know. This is like a toss-up for me. i would go with the Giants, even okay. though Dallas is three-point favorites and they're in Dallas.
1: Yeah, I think Dallas looked pretty disappointing last week. I think Ezekiel, it. it looked pretty bad. Uh, yeah. You know that seventy yards and a touchdown. I mean Dak Prescott looks pretty shitty too. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go New York here. I like Saquon the have a better game than they did last week, even though he had one hundred
2: twenty six yards. Uh all
1: right, let's go last game. Seattle versus Chicago. Two disappointed teams from week one. What do they who fixes it in week two?
2: I am gonna go with my, my favorite team, the Bears. They're I can't believe, I couldn't believe when I saw this, they're, they're actually favorites in a game for wow. once, which, I mean, I think I could count on, like, one hand the number of times they've been favorites in, like, the past two or three seasons. Um, so they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. They're in Chicago. Uh, it's the Monday night game. Um, and I think if... The first half of the Bears-Packers game from this past week was, like, any kind of, like, scale or, like, gauge of what the the Bears' front seven will be like this year. I think that they just have to look, like, half as good as that to just absolutely destroy the Seahawks' uh, offensive yeah. line. So I think that Russell Wilson will get sacked, like, at least seven times this coming up week. Cause wow. Their offensive line is terrible. Yeah. Um,
1: and no Doug Baldwin for Seattle.
2: Yeah, which is a pretty huge loss in my opinion. I mean, you, like, I don't know. I, he's your number one wide receiver. Yeah. That's always like a big, big hit to a team. So yeah, I think the Bears front seven will like absolutely dominate Seattle and they will come out on top.
1: Yeah, I think the Bears hopefully recovered from last week's game. I know that was a pretty disappointing game. Uh, It's gonna be, the Bears could come out, you know, completely just distraught, completely, you know, still thinking of the game last week, uh, and they could end up losing this game, but I think the Bears are in a good position to beat Seattle. Obviously, Khalil Mack going against that offensive line of, uh, Seattle. I'll go Bears here, but I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle got the win.
2: I see you're saying like, that there's a chance that the Bears might come out distraught, I say it's going to be the exact opposite. I think, like, the first half, or at least, like, the first quarter of this game will be very competitive. Both of these teams are, like, going to be angry that they lost. First so year, Coach Nagy's
1: just it around like that?
2: Absolutely. I, oh. Did you see the first – yeah, you did see, like, the first yeah, he, half of last week. I know that's not – like, they're playing out of their mind, but still.
1: His offense is on tape now, though. Patterson, it's one know. week.
2: It's one week.
1: I'm just saying. I could see, it. I, I, but whoever loses this game, I think their season is. They need to fix it pretty fast. They'll both start 0 and 2. Then whoever loses.
2: Yeah, no, that is that is true. I. It would be crazy if like the Seattle Seahawks were 0 and 2 to start the year.
1: Or the Bears. But they've
2: been so dominant the past few years. It, the Bears would not be so crazy. I mean, they had the number. Uh-huh three-pick two years ago, and another top-ten pick last year. That's not exactly surprising that that team would go 0-2.
1: Yeah, but they drafted two busts with those two picks. Two busts? Yeah.
2: Yeah, Mitch Trubisky's a bust. Uh i already already saying that.
1: Roquan Smith didn't do anything last week.
2: He had a sack. He played, like, like, five plays and had a sack.
1: Yeah, why did he only play, like, five plays?
2: Because he missed, like, he that week was, like, the first whole week of practice that he had had because he tweaked his hamstring.
1: Oh, yeah, and he was holding out because he likes to get that money, right? Yeah. 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 All he right. He likes
2: to get that money.
1: All right. Well, that's it, Brian. Uh Thank you for calling in today, giving your picks. Uh, we'll check out what happens on Tuesday. We'll go through it again, all right?
2: I guarantee all my picks are correct.
1: So all you
2: listeners out there, you can just feel free to check it, go down the list, and just know that I'll be right for everyone. I
1: know uh, Truman's looking for you, though. He wants to talk to you about uh, Sunday's game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I I don't know.
2: I'm kind of hard to get to right now, so
1: hard to reach. I called you four times. You didn't answer once on Sunday night.
2: I specifically remember looking at my phone and pressing decline and decline and decline Decline. I mean, That's for decline. I
1: mean, we're sitting here trying to call you, and you kept uh, hanging up on us.
2: It was a very dark point in my in my life as a Bears fan. Uh, uh, yeah, probably the darkest of all points. So. Hopefully,
1: Monday will be better, right?
2: Of course, maybe maybe for both of us, you know, yeah. and we'll both come out on top.
1: Yeah, that'd be that'd be good to see. You know, uh, I like you, Brian. I don't want you to you know kill yourself over the Bears. You know.
2: Yeah, I don't know. After last week, hopefully that doesn't happen again. Otherwise, I might not might not be here too longer. All, All right, right,
1: Brian. Thank you for calling in, and we'll we'll talk to you later.
2: All right, thank you for having me.
1: Yep.
0: Bye. All right. Bye. That interview was brought to you by D's Home Cuts. As you know, D's is our. Go-to place around Northeast Ohio. It is the go-to place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. Uh, for only seven dollars, these will provide you with a modern haircut and styling. Uh, Truman and I have been getting our haircut at D's for the last couple months, and let me tell you, we have never looked or felt better. Every time you're going to go into the shop, they're going to give you a professional cut, and they get better every single time because Dom is always upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut possible. You can find these home cuts on Twitter or Instagram uh, at D's home cuts. Instagram is probably the best place because you can easily set up an appointment directly in his bio. And it's just a great uh, place to go. It's cheap, and you won't find a cheap haircut, and you won't find a better haircut in Northeast Ohio. So these home cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So we want to thank you to Brian for coming on today, uh, taking time out of his busy college schedule to give us his picks. Um, I'm thinking about doing that more, having guys call in you know, on Wednesday and give their picks. It's better than just having me do it because, you know, it's it's easier with somebody else in the studio. Um, but other than that, we're going to go into baseball now. Uh, baseball, it's heating up. Uh, team, the, I think the Red Sox just clinched. And I know for a fact that the uh, Indians are about to clinch this week, and I think their magic number's at three, um, even though they just had a rough series with the Rays. But this series versus with the uh, – this it's not the series, so I guess it just ended. The Brewers and Cubs. I know Truman would love to talk about this. Brian's a big Cubs, Cubs big Cubs fan too. Um, but this series, it's getting tight. This this division lead that the Cubs had for a long time is shrinking. It's now at one game. The Brewers won last night versus the Cubs five to one. This series is tightening up. I highly suggest you watch it this weekend. You watch the Brewers and uh, Cubs, you know, see what they're doing each, each game because it's getting tighter and tighter, this division lead that the uh, Cubs have. Um, so we're going to bring in more. We're going to give you more information on uh, Monday, Tuesday, actually, sorry. Uh, hopefully one team will pull away or one team will pull ahead, you know, either or obviously every Tuesday we give you our updated playoff uh, rankings standings whatever uh but the other thing in baseball i wanted to talk about real quick obviously with the pennant with the uh, playoffs starting up uh there's gonna be a lot more of certain teams on tv than usual you know like the braves uh the rockies uh you know those type of guys um the cardinals you don't really get to see them a lot on main tv but obviously with the playoffs it's gonna be everywhere so i wanted to give you a couple key names for you to watch uh guys i think are going to Take that next step and really break out in the playoffs and become, you know, those playoff superstars that you're going to be, that the teams are going to be relying on to make plays. So I want to start in Atlanta. Uh, Joe, Joe on, Joe on i can't, camargo uh from the braves he's their third baseman i believe this is a guy i I know because i picked him up my fantasy league play fantasy baseball i'm in the playoffs right now no big deal um this is a guy i know because he has taken off in his second half uh, the second half of the season he's batting 317 i think he's got 12 home runs he's a little guy he's a perfect uh comparison with ozzy Albies and acuna you know he's Part of that big three young core that they have, especially when you put Freddie Freeman on top, they really have a solid core of batters, and that's what makes the Braves so dangerous. He's somebody I think is going to burst onto the scenes. He's a little, his name's not as well known because obviously they have Ozzy Albie's, Freddie Freeman, and Acuna in that lineup, but he's a dangerous guy. So, jo- Juan, Joan, Camargo, uh, with the Braves. Another guy. Uh, german marquez marquez uh from the rockies i believe he's a starting pitcher um this is a guy i think is going to get some solid playoff starting time especially if the rockies win their division and get into that uh the next round of the series and they don't have to go in the wild card game because he won't be the pitcher in the wild card game but he is going to start a game i think and this is somebody he's young he's 23 years old and they're going to put him out there in a playoff game i truly believe it he's got a great fastball he's working on his slider right now um scouts everywhere are saying how you know mature this guy is he's only 23 and he's extremely mature and he is just ready to get this big moment on and he's had a pretty solid uh season he's had nine straight quality starts i think he's starting tonight or in the next couple days here um so i highly recommend you you keep an eye on that name german marquez and the last guy for the Cardinals, their center fielder, right fielder combo there with Harrison Batter. Uh, he is a rookie of the year candidate. Um, he has had a great uh, year as a rookie. Like I said, 768 on base percentage, which is insane. Uh, you know, these, these names, all three of these names, aren't well known. But come playoff time, when they start making plays, people are going to start to recognize them, as people are going to start to know them. So I highly recommend you start, you know, looking up these guys now, if you want to impress, you know, your friends uh, with your knowledge of baseball. Um, come playoff time. So with that, we're going to move now to basketball. Like I said, basketball, we haven't gotten a lot of headlines. Training camp starting up here soon. Um, we're going to go to the one minor uh, headline, I guess you could say, Russell Westbrook one of the best players in the NBA. Uh, he's key at arthroscopic surgery on his knee. Um, I guess that means he's completely out for the entire preseason, which is not a huge deal. Uh, and as soon as the preseason's over, I think they got to wait four weeks and they'll be able to decide this more. Um, he might miss the first couple of games, which is kind of big because I know they play the Warriors early on. Um, and I know, like I said, Russell Westbrook really is uh, the key to that team. But they're in a lot better shape than they were last year if this would have happened. Because I do have Dennis Schroeder. He's started a lot of games at point guard for the Hawks. He knows how to run an offense. He knows how to be a starter in the NBA. Uh, So having that backup is really going to help them out until Russell gets back. Um, But this is a big blow for the Thunder. You know, usually you want to get off to a quick, hot start. And I don't think they're going to be able to do that. Um, So... uh, that's just something to keep an eye on. I think, like I said, four weeks he'll be back, uh, ready to be reevaluated again. But if he's not ready by the end of those four weeks, he's going to miss the first couple of games. Because uh, I think, yeah, I think it's four weeks. Preseason's starting up here soon, and then four weeks, and then, you know, we're back at opening night. It's usually around Halloween, I believe, uh, that the NBA really starts to open up. So keep an eye on that. With that, though, we're going to move now to some segments. But before that, Got to talk about my guy, Andrew, at A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment and low prices, A's constantly strives to provide families with the best landscaping experience possible at a low and fair price. It's getting, you know, like I said, we're getting that prime sports season. Uh, Football on every weekend. Playoff baseball on every week. Uh, The pennant race, uh, you know, those division uh, races are starting to heat up. Cubs, Brewers. You're not going to want to spend your free time doing lawn, doing your lawn. You know, blowing leaves, cutting the grass, all that boring stuff. Turn to Ace, Turn to Andrew, and trust me, your lawn and your home will never look better. Uh, it's a, it's a fair price. It's a, it's a, gr- a bunch of young kids that really know what they're doing. Really trying to make a name for themselves in the landscaping business, like we are in the podcasting and radio business. So. You know I support him, uh, and I know he'll do a great job for you. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.az at gmail.com. Don't complain about lawn service. If I hear you complaining uh, and you listen to our show, it makes no sense for you to complain when you can just call A's Lawn Service. And all your complaints, all your worries, all your uh, stresses will be gone because he'll take care of it. Make sure you have a great and professional-looking lawn. A's Lawn Service LLC. You grow it, we cut it. All right, we're now going to transition into more of some, some segments. Uh, we're going to do our, you know, strange non-sports story of the week. So, like I said, this is this this is a segment we like to do every now and then, usually a Thursdays. Uh, we talk about stories that aren't in the headlines maybe you know aren't in the major news headlines aren't all about politics and boring crap like that um and it's not just sports uh give you something to talk about make you sound smart in front of your uh you know your friends uh so this story comes out of the great state of ohio state near and dear to my heart uh i forget where this was i don't know exactly this takes place at a giant eagle though a giant eagle deli counter uh in Ohio, I think they said about 30 minutes south of Cleveland, so probably right around my area, but I'm not exactly sure where it was. So a deli worker at Giant Eagle was arrested this week for allegedly eating over $9,200 worth of deli meat over the last eight years. So I guess I guess what she did, uh, if I read this right, is she... Uh, every day she worked at deli counter, she would take a few slices of meat, a deli meat, and eat it every single day for eight years, and I guess somehow they figured that out and realized that that costed about $9,200 worth of meat. She got arrested. I think she's in jail right now. Personally, I think this is kind of stupid. I feel like if you, you kind of prepare for that type of stuff, if you are a grocery uh, store manager, you realize that people who work in the deli, I mean, it's really easy. They give out free samples all the time to just take a few slices of ham, uh, every now and then. Um, you can't expect deli workers to not try the product. I get it. Maybe this is a little excessive. you know, a couple slices every single day, but I'm not exactly sure how they exactly figured out it was about $9,200 worth of it. Um, and I feel like that's hard to prove, but, uh, you know, cause a lot of things go on, I feel like in a deli with like, Stuff falling and falling into the trash and stuff like that. Um, but I guess they caught her somehow. I don't. I'm not exactly sure. I don't know what the jail time is for something like this. I guess it's theft. But I don't know. I would kind of let it go. I kind of you kind of factor that into your budget. You know, your your breakage type of thing. But that was our strange sport, non-sports story of the week. Now we're going to talk about a minor sports that we don't usually talk about. Some of the headlines there. Uh, We do baseball, basketball, football every single show. We don't talk about tennis that often. Uh, But tennis was in the news this week with Serena Williams. Uh, Her meltdown, I guess you could say, on the court. Again, I'm not a tennis guy. I'm not exactly sure what happened. Uh, But if I can piece this together, don't quote me on it. But from what I could tell, she got mad, I guess, because the refs penalized her for coaching, saying that she got unfair coaching. Uh, She got mad, said uh, she wasn't coaching, and she ended up losing the match. I think she lost the whole tournament. I think that was the championship game. But if you watch the video, I get it. You know, the women women in tennis are a lot you know more are a lot more uh, penalized for stupid things. I know a girl got penalized because she took off her shirt. She has sports bra on under it. She took off her shirt because it was inside out, and she got penalized for that. Even though men do that all the time, um, so I know I get what she's talking about. But I think she kind of overblew it. It was a wild video. It was like six minutes long of her just complaining. I, I couldn't I would I wasn't even sure if this was a real video or just some sort of like prank type of thing. She way over blew it. I get it. You you lost. Um it sucks. You know, you don't feel like you lost uh, fairly. Um I, I'm not sure who the winner was. Uh the name is slipping me right now of the tournament. But it's kind of annoying because Serena Williams she lost, and it kind of looked like, to me, like she was just a sore loser. If you really hate, you know, the call, talk about it off the court. Don't do it on the court, because um, you easily you took away from the girls' uh, championship, the girls' win. Like I said, I don't even know her name right now. We're not even talking about her right now, because you had to make this such a big scene. Um, but I get it. I understand why you're angry about it, but please don't, uh, you know... Ruined somebody's moment just because you lost um and from what i read online a couple tweets read online a couple tweets here and there um i guess it she was being coached i don't know if some of the tennis people want to you know dm us on twitter and tell us what she did wrong uh or what she didn't do wrong uh go ahead and do that because i this story confuses me to me it just looked like she was complaining because she lost um and she took a she, she over blew it, I think a little bit too much. And the ref was just standing there sitting there, you know, completely confused. Cause you know, Serena doesn't blow up like this. And she did, I guess she just got sick of it. But I mean, this dude sitting there on the, on his little tower, completely confused as to what to do at the moment. He just, I think he penalized her again for taunting or threatening the ref or something like that. Uh, it was just a wild scene in tennis and that's why we're talking about it. Um, but that's it for uh, to the tennis talk of the week. Uh, we're not big tennis guys, like I said. Um, but we're gonna go into some questions that were submitted by the listeners. We got two questions here. Uh, I split one up into two questions, so it's basically three questions. Um, if you listen to the interview, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, should Jameis Winston be worried about his starting job? No. I don't think so. Truman has a little bit more of a stronger theory on this, but Fitzpatrick has been so inconsistent over his career that people are going to expect him to have the weeks like that. Now, if he comes out and he leads, I think James has suspended three games. If he if he does that type of thing, Fitzpatrick, if he throws you know five touchdowns, six touchdowns every single week, and he makes them three and zero, it's a problem for Dirk Cutter, and we'll talk about it then. But I want to see what he does this week before Jameis should be worried. I don't think he should be worried at this point. He is their franchise guy. Um, I don't like Jameis Winston. I'm not a huge fan, but he's gonna to have to step it up this year though, because uh, I think this is gonna humble him a little bit. This experience. Next question we got submitted was: uh, Who are some Week One, you know, stars breakout players that you think are gonna, you know, fall back a little bit? So I and I I'm gonna answer that, but I wanted to add on Week One stars that you know, didn't perform very well that I think will perform a lot better. Uh, so we'll go with the stars first. Kenny Stills, he broke out week one. He had two touchdowns, uh, in his matchup versus the Titans, I believe he played really, really, really well. Uh, considering the fact Tannehill is not known to be, you know, this great quarterback, he played well in Jarvis Landry's, uh, exit, you know, he's kind of stepped up and obviously, uh, Monte Parker didn't play in that game either. But Danny Amendola was kind of the talk of that wide receiver core. And Kenny Stills really put himself in that position. Now he's shown he's been a decent wide receiver. Does does he become a number one guy? I don't see it. I think he's going to regress the next couple of weeks. But I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Same with the next guy, Jared Cook. Jared Cook leads the league in receiving yards right now. He had a ridiculous game on Monday night uh, versus the Rams. Which is no slouch of a defense. But... I think that uh, John Gruden is going to get Amari Cooper a little bit more involved, and I think teams are going to start keying on Jared Cook, so I think he'll regress a little bit, but he's still a good tight end, and Kenny Stills is still a good wide receiver. Now the two people who didn't perform well week one I think will perform a lot better are from the same team, Dak and Zeke. I think Zeke Elliott, I mean, he had a bad game, people were saying, and it was 70 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, his bad game is, you know, other running backs, you know, good games. Um, He's not going to have that bad of a week again. I think he realizes that he's going to have to step up. I think he will step up next week, and I think Dak realizes that too. I'm not a huge fan of Dak Prescott. I don't really like him as a quarterback or as a person, Um, but I think he's a decent quarterback. I think he'll be better. Dallas is just kind of lost with uh, talent on the outside. They're still trying to find a guy who can step up and be the number one guy, number two guy. Cole Beasley's been there for a while, but he's not a number one or two guy. He's a a decent third option slot receiver. Um, but Dak's gonna have to make these guys talented on his own. You know, there's no more Dez Bryant. There's no more Jason Witten. Two, you know, top of the line targets when they're at the top of their game. I know Dez slowly regressed over the last couple of years. But uh, they're really going to have to step up. Dak's really going to have to step up. He's going to have to make guys like Alan Hearns, uh, Gallup, uh, Terrence Williams. He's going to have to make those guys better than what they are because that's what great quarterbacks do. Tom Brady has made a lot of bad wide receivers into decent targets to good targets. Same with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. They made you know guys like, I'm not going to hate on, we'll say Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings... Was a good wide receiver, but he wasn't great Uh, when he came to the league. And Aaron Rodgers really made him really good. uh, And Brett Favre. Can't take anything away from him. But uh, guys like James Jones, uh, Wes Welker, and uh, New England, Tom Brady, sorry. Uh, Wes Welker, um, Danny Amendola, I think made him a lot better. So it's up to the good quarterbacks to really make your weapons. I don't think the weapons make the quarterback. I think the quarterback makes the weapons, if that makes sense. Um... But Dak's going to have to step up, I think. I think lack of weapons around you is a is a poor excuse uh, when you're a quarterback in the NFL. So, like I said, that's it for the show today. I want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. I want to thank you to Brian Leonard for coming on today and giving us his time. Uh, I know the audio was a little screwed up, but I... I thank you guys for listening today. Um, We ask that you go onto iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 12. That's where you send in all your DMs, all your questions, your comments, concerns. Our DMs are always open. You don't even have to follow us, although we would like a follow. And Instagram, go ahead and give us a follow on that too. I know we haven't posted in a while. That's Truman's fault. uh, But give us a follow on that because you can always ask questions on that. Uh, listen to us tomorrow on 12 Ounce from 12 to 1 uh, at your lunch break in between classes. Listen to us on YouTube if you are a Android user. Um, but other than that, thank you. Have a great day. Tune in on Tuesday uh, where we're going to break down each NFL game. Uh, we got some other things in the pack, in our in our sack right now that we, we're going to bring out here soon. So stay tuned on the Twitter. Uh, we got some exciting things coming up Uh I don't want to say it out loud because once you say it out loud, it doesn't happen. Uh, but you know, a couple, maybe some more interviews, some new segments, some new guests type of thing going on uh, on TNT Sports Talk. So I thank you. I know it was a little bit better today because I wasn't talking for the full 50 minutes. But uh, we thank you for listening and we you know thank you for your support and have a great day. Enjoy the NFL and college football this weekend. Uh, other than that, we'll see you on Tuesday. Thanks, guys.